0: And now it's time for Talking Trade with Ian Coxhead and Sandy Siegel, sponsored by Michael Best Strategies and MMAC's World Trade Association. Uh, hi, and welcome back to Talking Trade. I'm Ian Coxhead at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. And I'm Sandy Siegel, president of ME Day. And it's our pleasure to welcome back a uh, previous speaker, Go Song Frankham, Gosong is a trade compliance attorney at PAGE FURA, and a lot of experience with diverse business sectors, and and in particular, you've worked on um, international trade-related issues, which we're, of course, interested in talking about, and various import controls and sanctions. So we're all, of course, paying attention to what's going on in Russia and further invasion of Ukraine, and consequently, both... uh, BIS and and um, Customs and President Biden have taken both important export um, measures to um, raise the duties and and control the goods coming going to and, and coming in from Russia. So all of these this matrix of sanctions and export controls um, can really you know be challenging and and pose some business and legal challenges for for the companies um, here and, and elsewhere, and, and certainly anybody that has a footprint um, doing business with Russia. So um, maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Um, you know what, What's unique in, in about the economic sanctions on, and how we've approached Russia, and, and how is this different than how we've um, reacted and imposed sanctions with other governments?
1: Uh, Good morning Uh, again, Ian and Sandy. Once again, thank you very much for inviting me to the show. Um, Before I get started, again, I'd like to make your typical disclaimer that the views expressed by me today are my own, and they do not necessarily represent those of my employer or my clients. Now, to answer your question, um, as you know well, uh, the resulting impact of these sanctions have caused many Western companies um, many of whom are Wisconsin companies to halt the operations or pull out of the Russian Federation. Whether this has been due to the complexities uh, navigating a dynamic sanctions environment, or whether this has been due to ambiguity around beneficial ownership of high-risk partners, or whether this has been due to reputational concerns, a calculation that is the right thing to do, or a combination of any one of these factors, But I think regardless of any one of these reasons, um, you and I, we all can conclusively agree that these sanctions are causing a seismic trade shift, which is significantly disrupting global trade flows. Uh, Now, to put things in perspective, uh, this is the first time since the end of the Cold War that sanctions of this magnitude has been levied on a major economy of the world. Russia is essentially the most, has become the most sanctioned country in the world, essentially bypassing Iran. Now, bear in mind that the country is the 11th largest economy in the world in uh, GDP terms, the fifth largest economy in the world in PPP terms. And you pick any commodity out there, Russia is among the top three exporter of that commodity. And then, uh, is also an important country in the sense that it's also a member, a permanent member of the United Nations Security Council. Now, if you juxtapose these facts to, let's say, Cuba or Iran, uh, for example, which would be countries that have faced severe uh, US and Western sanctions in the past, and ongoing, we, we would even say um, Cuba is a small island country whose economy is primarily derived from uh, tourism and the production of sugar. And Iran, although having the 19th largest economy in the world, has been under some form of Western sanctions, US and Western sanctions, for just under 50 years. So its economy was never really uh, connected to the US economy or uh, the Western economy, for that matter. So so the sanctions on Russia, a major economy is quite significant, not only for the US economy, but also that of the world.
0: Interesting. So, you know, the duty duty rates and of course Russia is now, you know, higher duty rates under column two duties and, you know, no longer, you know, um, doesn't get any of the favored nation status and and duty rates. And um, if some goods are prohibited, what, what other kind of, you know, industries are affected besides grain and energy, which we're all talking about, of course, because of, you know, food shortage concerns and, and fuel costs. Um, what other industries are, are really impacted by some of these sanctions and, and prohibitions?
1: Um, I, I think to adequately answer that question, and before I get to that question, I think it's important just to sort of provide an overview of the sanctions regimes uh, uh, to sort of help your audience understand the context. Um, uh, Economic sanctions are really political, and I'd like to emphasize political tools of trade used by governments to alter the strategic decisions of states and non-state actors that threaten their interests or violate international norms. And in the United States, these are typically issued by the president of the United States in consultations with, with the Department of Commerce, the State, uh, Department of State, and among some other federal agencies. And sometimes they are issued by acts of legislation by uh, by Congress and enforced by a number of federal agencies, such as the uh, Bureau of Industry and Security, um, Office of Foreign Asset Control, and a few other um, uh, federal agencies. Now, as to these forms of, of sanctions, on the one end of the spectrum, typically you have embargoes which is basically an official ban on trade or commercial activities with a particular country. And then on the other end of the spectrum are tariffs, which essentially are a a tax placed on imported goods from a particular country. And then in the middle aisle are sanctions, and these sanctions can either be primary sanctions or secondary sanctions. Within the the primary sanction bucket, you can have uh, sectoral sanctions, as all uh, geographical uh, sanctions. Sectoral sanctions um, prohibit U.S. persons from engaging with um, uh, entities or persons within a specific sector of a sanctioned country. Uh, For example, the financial sector, energy, et cetera, et cetera. Geographical sanctions similarly prohibit U.S. persons from engaging in virtually all commercial activities with with an identified geography of a sanctioned country or sometimes even the entire country. So you can think of an embargo as an extreme form of geographical sanctions. So uh, with regards to, uh, well, I guess secondary sanctions, I forgot to mention then, would prohibit uh, third persons from engaging, from doing business with a sanctioned entity, otherwise the the risk being cut out of the US market. Now, so with regards to the Russian sanctions, we've seen sanctions uh, coming in all the various forms that I have just spoken about, except one, which would be secondary sanctions. So now we've seen sanctions imposed on various business, uh, Russian businesses and, uh, and individuals. And sanctions on individuals disrupt trade in the in sense that US persons are prohibited from engaging in business that's owned 50% or more by a sanctioned entity or person. We've also seen sectoral sanctions imposed on the Russian financial sector, energy, and among others, a number of, others, uh, a number of other sectors. We've seen restrictions on the sale of certain commodities uh, to the Russian Federation. Uh, for example, I have a client uh, that uh, prior to the sanctions, they were used to import about million worth of used vehicles uh, to the Russian Federation and and Republic of Belarus. Now, as a result of the the restrictions on the export of used goods, uh, luxury goods uh, to Russia, that business is essentially dead. Uh, And now, I don't know how you can consider um, a used Hyundai to be a luxury good, but I guess I'm not really... Depends on the country, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) Depends yeah. on
0: the buyer.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly, it depends on the buyer. <laughs> exactly, uh, and and, and yeah. as Stanley as you mentioned, there's also been suspension of normal trade uh, relationship with right. with um, with uh, Russia at the WTO level, which means that imports of Russian goods will not be subject to a uh, uh, column two uh, duty right. tariff rate on the HTS code, and just about and about a month ago certain uh, imports of Russia were, were also imposed, uh, I guess, a, a 35% duty rate. And there's also been a complete ban on on, uh, on trade with persons and entities in the uh, separatist region of Ukraine, which would be Lugansk, right. Donetsk Republic. And yeah. prior to that in 2014, uh, th- that same complete ban uh, applied to the Crimean region. Now, I think it's also important to note that even if your trade is not restricted, uh, uh, you still have to consider whether you're able to get your goods to Russia, right? Because no U.S. shipping company is currently uh, servicing the Russian market. And conversely, Russian ships are not allowed to call at U.S. or Western ports. Uh, And and assuming that you can get your goods to, to the Russian Federation, you still would need to consider whether you're able to get paid or not, because most Russian banks, especially the big ones, have been cut out of the SWIFT network of banks. So as a business person engaged in international trade, I think these are just a few of the uh, challenges that you now have to consider in, in this new reality.
0: Wow, that's a, that's a very complex task for any company, and uh, obviously a lot of Wisconsin companies, both importers and exporters, must be thinking about ways in which they can minimize the impact of these
1: sanctions. Uh, we're out of time for today, but uh, I imagine that we could come back in the very near future and talk more about some of those examples. And that would be a really
0: great way to follow up on this, uh, on this conversation. So Gnoson uh, Phong uh,
1: thank you very much for joining us on Talking Trade today. And we look forward to seeing you again in the very near future. Thank you very much, Ian and Sandy. Thank you.
0: Thank you for joining us again.
1: And I look forward to coming back and talking about those strategies to uh, manage uh, global trade risk. Thank you. Thank you. again. Yeah.
0: You've been listening to Talking Trade with Ian Coxhead and Sandy Siegel. Sponsored by Michael Best Strategies and MMAC's World Trade Association.